It's gargantuan seven-storied structure with no apparent rhyme or reason. Each maze of halls more confusing than the next. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is, Sergio is actually, you're not here, Sergio. What you are doing is doing your finals at school and being a good little student sitting in the corner. Um, this is another pre-recorded episode of 2018 Horror Movies. I might be in Vegas at the time this one premieres. Oh, okay. So you're not hard at work. You're just partying it up. Yeah. No, he's going to an English conference as well. Yeah, I'm presenting an essay on Zoot Suit. Stay on the lookout, friends. <laughs> what is Zoot Suit? Zoot Suit is a play written by Luis Valdez about stuff. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do a 10-word review of Zoot Suit? Because we don't have any for these episodes. Um, A 10-word review of Zoot Suit. Uh, hmm. Let me think. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to remember the characters' names here. It's been a couple months since I wrote the play. It's been months since I submitted this paper for a conference and then, you know, come to find out it was accepted. Um, uh, okay. I guess you don't have to if you don't want Henry to. Henry Reyna uh, <laughs> proves identity is multifaceted. There we go. Oh, okay, great. That's a very Shannon tenor review. She loved to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, and I was kind of thrown on the spot here. Can you do a 10-word review of Zoot Suit? Because you've read the paper. Um, okay. A play about racism and there's a ghost who's not a ghost. There you go. Ta da. I think it's better than mine. Okay, anyway. Um we're here to talk about Winchester today, which came out in early February twenty eighteen to well, you know what? We're recording this in the middle of the weekend, so I don't know what its box office take was like, so I can't insult it because maybe it'll be the runaway hit of the year. I'm pretty sure like estimates are available. Well, let me look. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so we don't have any internal reviews, so we're going to just dive right in on to the discussion of the movie. Uh, as always, we rate our movie out of five. On don't sca- you give us a synopsis of a movie, though? I will. Just give me a sec. On scariness, <laughs> campiness, FX, and quality, here's the synopsis of Winchester. The most haunted house in the world sits on an isolated stretch of land that's 50 miles outside of San Francisco. That isolated stretch of land is called San Jose. Yeah, it's not that isolated if you've ever been to California. Yeah, no, it's not. It's its own city. Built by Sarah Winchester, heiress to the Winchester fortune, it stands seven stories tall and contains hundreds of rooms. To an outsider, it looks like a monstrous monument to a disturbed woman's madness. But Sarah is actually building a prison, an asylum for hundreds of vengeful ghosts, and the most terrifying among them have a score to settle with the Winchesters. That, that's not totally right. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, I guess she does imprison the ghosts, but she's trying to bring them to peace. Yeah. Also, would you say she's an heiress? I mean, her husband owned the Winchester Repeating Arms Company and he died. Yeah. So doesn't she have like an ownership stake in the company? Yeah. She is the owner. She has okay. the controlling shares. Yeah. Of the estate. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily an heiress. I mean, she inherited them. It's different though. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. She, like, she has a job still. Uh-huh. No, that's a good point. Um, but anyway, no, uh, as always, the plot synopses are just really bad. It didn't mention the literal main character of the movie, played by Jason Clark. He's a psychologist. Were you a surprise that he was the main character of the movie? No, because 
Helen Mirren has better things to do than be in the entirety of Winchester. She was in a lot of it. She was in a lot of it. She must that was their selling point, okay? It really was. Forget about the fact that this house no, is but one look, of the coolest homes in California. Look, she was the selling point for this movie. No, I know. Meryl Streep was the selling point for Suffragette, and how long was she in that? Isn't feel like You can't compare the two. Meryl Streep was in a scene. Helen Mirren was in multiple scenes. No, I know, but like she could have easily been in less scenes. But also, they couldn't couch the entire movie on her because she's Helen Mirren, and okay. they didn't. They probably couldn't get her for that long. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, they did not mention the actual main character. Oh, Winchester did top the Friday. Um, yeah, it beat else? Maze Runner three. That's sad. It's got like three point five million so far. Um, anyway, so um, the main character is played by Jason Clark, who I believe was he played John Connor in uh, Terminator Genesis, but I've never seen it, and I yeah, it doesn't matter. I think that was him. Sarah Connor was the true star of that movie. Yeah, played by Amelia Clark, and I don't think they're related. Oh, who knew? Great. Um. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't piece together that their last names were the same. They are. Isn't that like? Didn't that just blow your mind? Does one spell it with an E, or do they both spell it with an E? It's both with an E. Okay, wow. Maybe they are related. This is the Illuminati right here. Families? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, they're like they're the secret family controlling Hollywood. Yeah, the Clarks. Yes. Anyway, he's a psychologist. He's hired by the lawyers at the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which I will say in full every time because it's kind of fun to say. Um, and they want him to prove that Sarah Winchester has gone insane because she clearly something's not right. Mm -hmm. She's constantly building on this house and tearing down rooms and Mm -hmm. like there are staircases that go up to like sealed ceilings and like doors that open into nothing. It's like a real Hogwarts. All is not right in Denmark or because it's California. All is not right in solving. Sure. Okay. It's a little bit of regional humor. yeah, Yeah, it is. I'm so I'm happy for you. All right, Solvang is a city that is founded by Danish people in California. It's got a lot of windmills. California. <laughs> we know how to party. <laughs> we have multiple cities. Anyway, um, nope, Jason Clark is not related to Amelia Clark, and his father worked as a sheep shearer. Also, which ter- uh, Terminator was he in? Terminator Genesis, the newest oh, one. Oh, he was? Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, he's hired to do a psychological evaluation of Sarah Winchester. It is not explicitly stated, but very clear that the lawyers want to oust her so they can take the controlling shares of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to prove that she's mentally unsound. Yeah, whenever lawyers appear in a movie, you know they're up to no good. Uh-huh. They're either there to take away the farm. They or, are there to take away the farm. <laughs> or in this case, the Winchester estate. Uh-huh, which is kind of a farm if you think about it. A farm for ghosts. Yes. And resentment. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Sarah Winchester believes that she's haunted by all of the spirits of the people who were killed by Winchester rifles. Which is a really cool idea when you think about it. Yeah, and, and that's that's the real, that's the true nugget of this story. Yeah, because once I heard the, that line of, excuse me, uh, yeah, once I heard her say that, I was like, oh, I wonder if people who, you know, are complicit in certain businesses, like, you know, uh, what's a bad business to be involved in? Uh... Monsanto? Sure. Like the people who contribute to Monsanto or I got I'm really I butchered that name, didn't I? A little bit. Uh, um or I don't know, that are involved in the production of arms. Like, cigarettes. Or cigarettes. Like if they sleep Thank easy. Thank you for at smoking. Night. If they sleep easy at night or if it's something that, you know, it's just like keeps them up like, oh, I contribute to this. 
of our great nation falling or whatever uh-huh. or other nations falling uh-huh. oh and by the way we are going to be spoiling this movie yeah, um, so if you haven't seen the beautiful film that is Winchester, just stop right now. Or just don't see Run it. for the exits. <laughs> okay, so um, basically, yeah, psychological evaluation. And the basically the only true part is that she did keep on constructing this house, and the house is this crazy mishmash of rooms. Mm-hmm. And You've been to it, right? Yes, I have. But I was a child. I don't remember a ton of it. Oh. And I, I think uh, most of the stories about like how Sarah Winchester actually was are kind of apocryphal and not and like legend and not necessarily true, uh-huh. like urban legendy. Uh-huh. The story that I have come to know is that she believed that it like she was building on this house to make like traps for the ghosts so they couldn't find her. Oh, um, but that I was reading up on Wikipedia and that story wasn't really reflected on that. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, the story that I heard, uh, like, my version of this urban legend of what she was doing. And I think there are a lot of different versions. Um, And all of them are true. Yeah. No, but the (laughs) version that they present in this is that, of course, the ghosts are real. There's never a single moment of doubt about that, even Mm -hmm. though um, our main doctor character is, like, addicted to, like, hallucinogenic drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, Literal poison, it says on the bottle. Yeah, it says laudanum. Seriously, this is poison. (laughs) but yeah, so essentially in the middle of the night at midnight during the witching hour, she does a, a practice called automatic writing, which is like you take in the spirit of a ghost and the ghost will draw her blueprints because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone back in the late 1800s that got shot with a rifle just knew how to draw blueprints. Mm-hmm. Like, look, the ghost, the person needed to have these skills before they became a ghost. There's no like draft drawing class in the purgatory. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I've never been there, but that's my guess. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm it's stupid. It's so stupid. This it's not is not that dumb. The ghosts are drawing blue exact blueprints of the rooms that they First died. off, it was only one ghost that we saw do that. So for all we know, other No, ghosts... she she said that's how it worked. Okay. And then that's how she like she builds those rooms to recreate the rooms where the ghost died and then she can like trap them in there she can summon them into the house and talk to them and express her remorse and try to bring them to peace okay but some of them are evil so she has to lock them in the rooms with 13 nails yeah i thought that was a really weird thing because they just threw that number out at us for no good reason 13 it's the number of the 13 the friday the 13th movie i mean i know it's like you know a special number but like that's the fact you go in knowing them like you go into the movie knowing it like, uh-huh. it's not something that was explained at all like 13 nails for 13 lives that they lived or something yeah although speaking of did you get a 13 ghosts vibe from this movie at all just a tiny bit but yeah we didn't i didn't count the ghosts <laughs> okay well no not literally but like there were a bunch of ghosts trapped in the house and they do get released at one point and uh-huh. they don't do much of anything well 13 ghosts they were taking names yeah no the 13 ghosts they were uh here to kick ass and chew bubble gum they were all about being evil those yeah ghosts. those ghosts were great yeah um i wish we were watching 13 ghosts instead of this movie <laughs> um, i liked this movie that's fun for you i'm sure well, was, we will talk about this it was great but, i can't believe they don't make cinema like this anymore um they do though you know it's called I, winchester not as often as this one. This what one do you mean s- like this? We're, we got ghost movies like, like Cracker Jacks falling out of the story, sky. It had scenery. It had beautiful architecture. It had a budget. It had Helen Mirren. Okay, not a lot of movies have Helen Mirren. You had story. a horror movie that had Helen, Helen Mirren. Collateral Beauty? No. It was a horrifyingly bad movie. It was that, but no. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So Sarah Winchester, like it, they basically make Sarah Winchester into Elise from the insidious movies. Like they make her into a medium of some kind, which is not part of the established lore at all in any of the weird stories about her. Um, a point on that. We also haven't started rating a movie like the movie at all. So not at all. I just want to, I'm just talking about Winchester because the Winchester mystery house and the story of it is so interesting Mm -hmm. and they so easily could have made a great story about it. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. Spoiler alert. My one, uh, uh, I guess, well, not one, but one of the many, uh, ramblings against this movie is that it was never explained as to how Helen Mirren came into contact with these skills, like how she became a medium. Yeah. It was able to communicate with the ghosts. Well, uh, there are a lot of plot points in this movie that don't come to fruition in any way. Uh-huh. Like the fact that, um, the doctor is kind of connected with the house because he was technically killed by a Winchester rifle. Uh-huh. Like his wife killed herself with one, but not before shooting him. And he like died for three minutes and came back or something. Yeah. So like it was also never explained how he came back or was it was it that his wife brought him back after she killed herself? No, I, I think he you know like some people just medically die for a time and come back. Well, he didn't medically die. He he died of a gunshot wound. No, like under medical terms, you are dead. Like okay. like legally dead. Okay, and then they come back. Okay, like that's a th- I don't know. However, think, that happened. I thought it was the scene with the wife that we relived it, and now we know how he died. No. Like, you saw what happened. Like, she accidentally shot him, mm-hmm. and then she killed herself out of remorse for that. Uh-huh. And then her spirit touched him and brought him back. And that's how he d- got brought back. Did it? That's yeah. stupid. That's this what happened. Was... The movie explained it to you. No, it didn't. Yes, it, it did. Well, he, like, lived out a flashback, but maybe she brought him back to the present because he wasn't that it wasn't happening it doesn't matter this movie is infuriatingly stupid and we shouldn't stop to think too much about the machinations of its plot you're mean to poor winchester i don't think i am there you are what what smart thing happens in the script please tell me because i need to write a, a column about it for dread central and i have nothing smart to say about it something smart um the fact that much like the house, the movie made its own lore. Nope. Did that make any okay. sense? That line. What's your scariness score? <laughs> Did that line make any sense? No. To you? Um, they constructed uh, their own lore. Like they were constructing the house. They constructed their own lore on the fly, and it didn't come. And much like the house, it had uneven odds yeah, and the, ends. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. The narrative dead ends are supposed to reflect the dead ends in the house itself. Uh huh. And then like when they open a door to a plot point and then you plummet 20 feet mm-hmm. and you're like, this plot point hurt me. And they're like, yeah, get it. It's the house. Uh-huh. Or you like see stairs that lead up just to a ceiling. They lead up to a ceiling that has nothing. Uh, it's just stairs in a corner that exist for no reason. Okay, you know what? And then you just burst your way through. And so that's you just making an excuse or making up something on the fly. No, you're right. It's genius. Like all of the, like the plot is just as tangled as the architecture. Yes. Okay, you did it. I wasn't expecting that. Scariness score. You're welcome. Hit me. Uh, two. Yeah, me too. Two out of five screens. I would love to give it three, but there wasn't enough jump scares for me to even be like, oh, this is worth it. Yeah, and that's the only thing these movies are good for. Yes. Um. Yeah, as much as I liked the, I guess, house porn that it was, because um, I was like, oh, I'm never going to get to own a home like this. <laughs> well, no one that is. That is a grand Victorian. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I that just did not carry it over for me. 
the reason I watch horror movies is to get scared and to feel something. Uh-huh. Uh, but I felt literally nothing. Because even the jump scares, like, they reuse the ones from the trailer, and it's kind of yeah, rare that well, movies course. do that. I don't know about that. Uh, I think so. It's not rare, but it's certainly they certainly try and change up an element of it. Yeah, or extend it or mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some mildly effective jump scares, like, Oh God! I mean, it's such a dumb setup. Like he has a mirror, and it keeps sliding towards this chair, and then he keeps moving the mirror, and then like, I mean, you do expect to see the ghost in the mirror, uh-huh. but like the ghost is actually like behind the mirror, so that's mm-hmm. slightly different. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, it's a ghost. Mm-hmm. And then like, we never really find out about that ghost or who it is. I think it was the same one. Was it the the Cajun twink who yeah. ends up being the big bad in this movie? I think it indeed was the Cajun twink. Okay. Yeah, because uh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There's this like uh, uh, servant character, like a butler. Yeah, like a butler character who's like this blonde Twinkie guy, and he has a foghorn Leghorn accent. He's like, <laughs> "Oh my my, the Winchester repeating rifle." Yeah, we don't company. hear him speak throughout the entire movie, except maybe like a couple lines in which his accent isn't really super um, noticeable. Yeah, I think he says like "Hello, sir" or something, and you don't notice it. And all of a sudden, the uh, this Cajun character is uh, it Cajun? Is that the right? It's Cajun from Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he uh he like leads our detective person, our psychiatrist, down a corridor, just giving away exposition for some for really no reason. Uh-huh. Um, and all of a sudden, like you pick up the fact that he's Cajun. All of a sudden, yeah, you're like, why is he like you're built too low? The joke's going right over. I can't do a foghorn leghorn impression, uh-huh. but it's very just syrupy with gumbo, uh-huh. <laughs> just dripping. I wonder if I could do it. No, I can't. I'm not even going to try. I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. That's more of a like Alabama twang. Oh, it's my Blanche Dubois. Okay. Um, I don't know. Whatever. He's just he's really randomly Foghorn Leghorn, and then you're like, oh, he's a, like a Confederate soldier, I guess, who uh-huh. died. Also, because he did die in the showroom of the Winchester Company, um, so he was surrounded by rifles. So they build him a room surrounded by rifles to like summon the ghost. It's like. You didn't have to load the rifles, though, because this woman who's supremely anti-firearm fills this room with loaded guns <laughs> that cause a lot of problems for her. Yeah. <sighs> it's stupid. Anyway, um, I'm not afraid of this twink. Why should like everyone's all like it's the strongest ghost we ever encountered? I'm like it's a Cajun twink with a foghorn leghorn accent. Well, the ghost was shown to possess the spirit of our young. Ugh. redheaded child just let him die he shouldn't have caught him when he jumped no off he's the an room. innocent a child is forever an innocent uh that haircut is not innocent it is uh that's guilty. his mother's fault it is guilty of inflicting horror upon mine eyeballs that's his mother's fault you know children never pick their own haircuts that's true the parents who do that anyway so we're talking about the child henry who we have not mentioned before yeah, i forgot his um, name yeah uh sarah winchester's niece whose name is something um let's just call her autumn why fine charlotte Okay, um, I'm not going to do that, but you can. Um, the niece and her son are there because her husband died because Winchester family's cursed or whatever, yada, yada. Um, she's like, here, come to my haunted house where I invite ghosts in all the time. Uh-huh. And so the kid keeps getting like possessed by the Cajun twink, and he ends up trying to shoot Sarah Winchester at one point uh-huh. in probably the best tens- tension That was a scene. really good scene. Yeah. Um, but he has a haircut of like... Danny Torrance from The Shining mixed with a child of the corn. <laughs> it's like this red bowl cut and it's horrible. It's so strange. 
It was simpler times back then, Brennan. The bull was in. I don't know. It was like a like a young Ron Howard character or mm-hmm. something. Oh boy. Um, and he kept putting a bag on his head because that's what the twink did. And that when was he, yeah, when he shot himself in real life. Yeah, it wasn't scary though. The bag was like just really. I thought it was a little scary, actually. It's like, why the bag? Why are you hiding yourself? Yeah, because the bag can be scary. Uh-huh. Like, the bag has worked as a, like, villain mask before. Uh-huh. But it's just, like, a comically large bag that makes him look like Oogie Boogie from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I wouldn't say that. But I do think that the bag is effective in scaring people. Oh, okay. Or I- at the very least, unnerving you. Like, it sets you up for, some like, knowing that something's clearly not right. Yeah, well, the thing that at first you do want to know what's under the bag because uh-huh. it's like the kid from the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then literally she takes off the bag and then it's just him and he's got the glowy demon eyes and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did scream because I saw the haircut for the very first time. Oh, God. Uh, it's a little anticlimactic when they take off the bag, but I yeah, still exactly. think it's effective. I guess you're right. But then they show him with the bag again. It's like, look, I know it's just his dumb face under there. <laughs> No, his okay. face isn't dumb, but like you know, I just you're gonna give a child a complex, Brennan. No, the child is fine. Just they gave him the worst hair. Blame hair and makeup. I will. Bad. Shame on you. Okay, Bob Ram you. Anyway, what's your campiness score? I'm gonna give this one a two. Okay, maybe a two point five. All right, what was or wasn't campy about this movie? When too? we were first intru- when our hero Jason Clark. Sure, I don't remember the character's name, but that's him. All right. Uh, when our hero Jason Clark met up with the red his uh Cheryl, Sarah Winchester's niece, um, he also met up with their, her son Henry, and he's like Henry, what happened to your See father? Above. He's like Henry, uh, what happened to your father? And he's like, my dad shot himself. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And the kid's like, I'm not. Oh uh, yeah, another narrative <laughs> avenue that ends at a dead end. And that was pretty funny to hear that kid just straight up sass his dead dad. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, there was a couple of really off uh, humor scenes. Yeah. Like one-off jokes that were like, okay, you don't really fit in with the rest of the movie, but uh-huh. like, you know, I'm laughing. Ooh, okay. And I'm giving it three out of five, partially because of the haircut. Um, <laughs> also, um, Jason Clark, because he's like a skeptic and he doesn't believe in illusions versus reality or whatever. Uh-huh. So he al- he gives this little speech he, twice in the movie about like, oh, what our minds see is not always the truth. And he has like this little dollar bill that he folds up okay. and he holds it on, <laughs> like he balances on his two fingers and he takes one finger away uh-huh. and he's like, look, it's balancing still. Yeah. And that and, really impresses the like whore he's with at the beginning yeah. of the movie. And we say that because he has like four half naked women in his house. Ladies of the night. Yeah. I think they're his patients technically. Really? Which is, but they're like taking a lot of them together and oh. token up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So he has this trick and he's like, I I can balance this bill with one finger. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be impressed with it? I thought he was going to take both fingers away and it would be floating. And he'd be like, haha, magic. But no, just one finger. And I'm <laughs> like, you could probably do that. Yeah. But uh, Sarah Winchester sees through his trickery and she's like, there's a nickel folded inside that bill. And it's like, what's he doing? She's like, I believe in ghosts. And he's like, look at this dollar bill. <laughs> Oh, it was so dumb. When he started pulling it out again, we we're like, "Really? Yeah, we have to deal with this silly trick again." Also, uh, 
there's a great moment because the main character he's kind of a dumb character uh-huh. like and not just in the dumb horror movie character are you doing it you tell me about what you're thinking of I, um, you just made a face uh there's a dinner scene where uh they're about to have dinner for the first time and we know our character to be drunk off his ass most of the film oh yeah uh and so he's arrived at dinner he's just waiting for sarah winchester to show up oh, yeah. and he makes eye contact with is it the twink it might be i think it is the twink it is a cajun twink and he like there's a bottle of glass, a bottle of glass, a glass bottle of wine, like a decanter uh-huh, to his left. And he just makes eye contact like, like with his eyes, like telling the twink, like bring that wine to me. But like without telling him, and it's just, it's funny to see him struggle. Yeah. And cause, cause he has been expri- explicitly forbidden from drinking before dinner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, please give that to me. And the servant's like, no. And he's like, just his, his eye roll is uh-huh. pretty comical. It was funny. But also what I was thinking is there's a part, I think this was more supposed to show the weirdness of the construction of the house, but there's like a stairway banister, like a knob that's hanging off the ceiling and he hits his head on it. Oh, um, as he's like exploring the house at night. And uh-huh. I just, that was pretty funny too. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, what's your effects score? Three. Really? Okay. I gave it two. Um, I was, that don't impress me much. Call me Shania Twain. Okay. I mean, excuse me for, hold on. Or Cheryl Crow. Which one is it? Hold on. I think it's Shania Twain. No, that doesn't impress me much. What? That's the name of a song. Hell if I know. Okay, I'll look it up. You swear. <laughs> like, I know anything about country. Is um, she not country? Is it? It's country. No. Shania Twain and Cheryl Crow are country. I disagree with that 100%. They're the original Taylor Swift. Like, Taylor likes to believe that she came out of nowhere to, like, make country cool again. But it was Shania. You ready, girls? All right. And then that's the best song. thing about being a woman. It's country. It's our prerogative to have a little fun. It's country music. Oh, uh, okay, this podcast oh. is not a venue for you to start singing. I'm I'm really trying to get my career off the ground. Everyone, please buy my album on Bandcamp. My single on iTunes is dropping. Uh-huh. Okay, so keep going. Um, what was I even saying? Uh, your effect score is a three. Oh yeah, thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. My effect score is a three. I know you don't consider makeup to be an effect, but I thought the makeup was really spooky. Of what? The ghosts? The ghosts. Really? Yeah. And the eyes that they had, that was spooky. And they just had like a white face. And like, uh, uh, no, was that like was white chicks has scarier faces. Whatever. Um, And then when they were flying through the house, that was spooky. They were flying because the ghosts pulled them out of that room. Did they? Yes. Like when he and Angus Sampson got dragged out? Yes. Oh, okay. And then oh yeah, Angus Sampson's in this movie. Yeah. Oh, also in Insidious Four, which we did last week. Yeah, he's really cleaning up for himself. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. He's in two scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else happened that was a good effect? Uh, uh, well, that's it. Yeah. I'm just being generous because I have to. I claim to like this movie, so I have to be nice somewhere. Whatever. And call me Shania because I looked it up and it's true, but that doesn't impress me much. Okay. There's just a lot of uh, Bye Bye Man-esque white face makeup and, I don't know, a twink. Yeah. He's not. It's not scary. It's not anything. Yeah, people walked <sighs> out during the screening. Did they? Yeah, I didn't notice. I noticed two ladies in our row left. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I think a lady also walked out of Darkest Hour in front of us as well. No, I think she just changed seats. Okay, because we were giggling too much at how no, dumb it was. No, I just think she maybe like tried to find a better seat. That or she realized she was in the wrong movie. 
maybe she's like mm, this isn't dunkirk because no one's gonna leave in the first minute of a movie unless it's like hardcore porn and they're like old and like no my eyes my my genteel soul and why did they buy a ticket for ass crushers six yeah people don't know uh-huh and they're like oh peewee herman is here let's go <laughs> That's a really uh, topical Dated. current Joke. reference. Yeah. Also, like. Really showing off your age there. I know. Also, okay, well, I got two things to say about my age, first of all. But also, this isn't really my uh, forte in law, but if you have a porn theater, why do you get mad when people pleasure themselves in that theater? Isn't that kind of like the idea? I don't think that they get mad. That's why you got arrested. I think that's just because a cop was there. Okay, but like, why is it a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, I it's bad for like, I wouldn't want to work there because I've had to clean up plenty of stuff in a movie theater and there's a lot Care of- Care to share? I'll vomit and whatnot, okay. spilled wine. There's a lot of secretions and fluids and I'm glad I've never had to clean up that particular one, but like, you know. You know. It it feels like it's- it feels like opening an Apple store, uh, like literal food apples and saying, you can't eat these. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, that's, oh, I'm old. So I work at a, like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm old. So I work, I work at a book slash DVD store. And there was a girl who just bought, uh, Aragon and she was like, this store is crazy. You have this really old movie. And I'm like, that movie came out when I was in junior high. (laughs) Also, I was just so upset. Um, I used, I like did a bunch of reading counts or was it AR, like accelerated reader, like little reading tests that you take after you um, read a book? I never did them, but I've been in classrooms where the students do them. Like they love doing that crap. Oh yeah, I love to read and I always got a, a million points. And, and I'm always... like, no child, I, f- I let you on the computer, then every other child in this classroom is gonna wanna use the computer. Uh-huh. And then no, that's just chaos. No, but you earn- Madness the... will ensue. You earn the reading points and if you get enough, by the end of the quarter, you have a little pizza party and you get to watch a movie and the movie's always based on a book. Oh. <laughs> um, which is kind of beside the point. <laughs> But we saw Hoot once. That's um, nice. Yeah, we saw Aragon, and it was not great. Didn't in middle love school. Yeah. Oh, you still did AR in middle school? Yes. Oh. Anyway, or maybe maybe it was a different thing. Maybe we didn't take the tests, but we just had to read, or we earned points in some reading way. I would hope you would read in middle school. What? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, uh, quality score. We got very distracted. We did. Um, quality. I gave it three. Really? Two and a half. I think that was my like, score on, uh, okay. on yeah. Letterboxd. I gave it two out of five, and that's generous because I gave it one and a half stars on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Letterboxd, by the way. <laughs> Great stuff going on. Yeah. Um. So go ahead. Take the lead. Oh, just all of the terrible plot lines. Um, the whole ending, like the final 25 minutes, is just a 18-car pileup of narrative nonsense okay so here's my my explanation for they that they vanquished the ghost by shooting it with a rifle they shot a ghost it's a little special kind of bullet um okay it so, was a love bullet from his wife that he pulled out of his right, shoulder so and got most reconstructed of the movie, okay so in the movie what does that even mean okay brennan let me finish in the movie, there's a staircase that leads to a ceiling. It doesn't uh-huh. go anywhere. It's the stairway to heaven. Uh-huh. And then there's this one scene where Jason Clark takes like a hammer or something. It's like a little hatchet. And he just like busts through that ceiling 
to get to the final point. Okay, correct. That's Where really Helen Mirren is already in that room, so clearly he could have picked a better entryway. No, like it was closed off, like because oh, of rubble or whatever. Because of the earthquake. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that was an earthquake and not the ghosts. Because they tried to build in the actual San Francisco earthquake because that did damage the house. Uh huh. And that was a, that was a really dumb thing to do. Yes, it was. Um, um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare did it a lot better. They incorporated the actual Northridge earthquake into the Freddy story, and uh-huh. it actually worked. Uh-huh. It did an okay job. Okay, so back to my point. Uh, he takes a hatchet. He busts through uh, this uh-huh. like this thing that made no sense. Yeah, and that's I mean, kind that, of that like, actually is how the house works. And that's kind of like how the last 20 minutes of the movie worked, where like most of the movie really wasn't leading anywhere. Like We were like, okay, what are what is happening here? And all of a sudden, we get all this exposition in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Uh-huh. We get all this action that happens, and then it's just like, okay, it's done. And it's like well, it, but then- the rush to like finish it or to like lead to an ending is what leads to just so much confusion because there's so much going on. Yeah, and then like the, the Cajun twink has two brother ghosts, and they start cornering uh, the niece and her son in the basement. Mm-hmm. And the niece is like, I am a mother. I am a protector. And she's shouting at the ghosts, which she doesn't even know are there. And then they leave because the twink gets shot. They shoot a ghost. It's so... Okay. So I, this, is where, uh, this is where I respect the director's really? ambition. Yeah. Look, um, the director's are fresh off of making Jigsaw, which is a vastly superior film, which is saying something. Um, so back to my point uh, that I just made up right now. Uh, in my letterbox review, I said that these directors were very ambitious, um, but it led nowhere. <sighs> That's pretty good. I, um, I'm trying to be nice here. No, um, that the, I will give this to them, to everyone involved. Um, they did do an incredible accomplishment, which was that they made the Winchester house look boring, which you would think is impossible, but uh-huh. they did it, and I'm very proud of them for just achieving the impossible. Uh-huh. You can accomplish your dreams, everybody. <laughs> okay. No, but I mean, like, they really tried to come up with an original story uh, to fit this landmark which i think there's something wrong there uh because you really don't want to like put on a story on top of something that has its own history because then that's just it's not appropriating but it's certainly doing a disservice to i mean that's what cinema does to famous historical things you're right does it do it effectively though no no so that's that's a flaw that's a bad decision on their part um but it could have been so good it could have been and what i both appreciate well, what I respect them for, but also, like, I'm sorry it didn't work out, was the fact that they tried to create this own history for the character of Jason Clark or Jason Clark's character and fit that in with the story of the ghosts and why they were able to kill the ghost with a bullet. Yeah, well, because he, he had this bullet from his wife and is like, that which was supposed to kill me saves me, he says in an earlier scene and then has, like, 18 flashbacks to uh-huh. um, to remind the audience of all the dumb stuff that people said earlier in the movie that will be important later. Um, hmm. But then, so, this the the twink is real pissed off because he got killed by a Winchester rifle. His brothers um, did. Yeah, his brothers did, and then he killed a bunch of the Winchester people, and then he also got shot with a Winchester rifle after he, like, massacred, like, 15 employees of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the twink is all mad and then they shoot him with a Winchester rifle and then they're like, he is at peace now. And I'm like, that's exactly what pissed him off in the first place. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> it just makes no sense. 
I don't know if he's at peace now, but he's certainly not going to bother them. No, that's and what that's they truly, literally said. That's truly that was the line. That is truly Brennan. The point is that the ghost will not bother them, and they have nothing to fear. Yeah, but then in the end, one of the nails falls off of the door, and they're like, "Oh, a new ghost escape for Winchester too." Okay. Well, also. All the ghosts do escape. The twink liberates the ghosts, all the 13 ghosts from their uh, hidey holes. Uh-huh. And then at the end, they kill the twink. And then Winchester, uh, Sarah Winchester is like, go back to your rooms, other ghosts. And they all do. Mm-hmm. You see all the doors close. Well, they're at peace in their rooms. They like it. But they're, the reason they were locked in there is because they were evil ghosts that refused to be at peace. And then they just like listen to her as if she's like, uh, Miss Hannigan telling all the orphans to go to their rooms to go to bed mm-hmm. and then when the nail falls off of the door that they a- already happened in the movie and they just reclosed again we're supposed to be like ooh this ghost is mad now and it's like clearly the ghost did no damage to anyone mm-hmm. ah! I, I'm reduced to caveman grunting about this movie okay the ghost killed Angus T. Sampson okay so, I don't know what you added the T, I think, from that kid from uh, Two and a Half Men, Angus T. Jones or whatever. Oh, whatever. Angus Sampson. Angus <laughs> Sampson. Of 100 uh, Bloody Acres he's, and Insidious. He's dead, so the dam- damage to someone. Yeah, but that wasn't the responsibility of the ghosts who escaped their rooms. That was the twink doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he meant by the ghost, right? No, I'm saying we're supposed to be scared that some new ghost is escaping their room. Um, but we already saw all the ghosts escape their rooms and they didn't do anything. Oh, we don't know if one of them was evil. Well, not evil enough to murder Sarah Winchester when they had the chance. Cause they were all just wandering around the house being all spooky. They were probably just as confused as we were as what was going on. Yeah, probably. They're like, like what I can leave now. It's like, is your first, okay. You're back from the dead. What's your first idea? Are you going to go kill Sarah Winchester? Or are you going to go to in and out? I'm going to go to in and out. Exactly. That's probably where the ghost was at. Oh, good point. And then he had to go back to his room yeah. to poop. Mm-hmm. Great. Makes sense. You're right. Five out of five. I uh, love this Winchester movie. Winchester 2. Buy on Blu-ray. A ghost goes to In-N-Out. I would actually watch that. A ghost haunting a burger place. Uh-huh. A girl, a ghost, and a burger place. It's an In-N-Out yet to be specific. No. Yeah. You can't have brand names in your title. Whatever. I just made that up. We're just, we're done. Like, we're done. We gotta okay. wrap this up. Yeah, we've been talking for so long. This is maybe our longest episode in a year. A lot of it's trash. You gotta cut it off. Okay. We got some editing Thank to do. Thank you so much for listening. You got some editing to do, Lucy. Okay. That was my Desi Arnaz. I figured. You gotta edit that out. I'm not. I'm not editing better. That really? I don't care. No. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts uh, because we just provide you with that supreme content of us yelling at each other about Winchester, um, which actually, you know, I, I like it when we argue for the sake of the podcast. I think it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do. Lately, we've been agreeing too much, so I've been like, all right. Um you're just patting your hair and feeling angry. What's going on? I'm not angry. The world does not need to know what I'm doing. Does it right have now. too much volume for you? I mean, I do like playing with my hair's volume sometimes. Uh huh. And that's what I was doing. Okay, you turn it up to eleven. Um, I would tell you what we're watching next week, but last week I said we were going to watch The Strangers, and that didn't happen. It's just going to be at our whims over the course of the next coming months. So I'm not going to really promise anything. It really depends on what horror movies come out. I do think The Strangers comes out next month. I think it's the next big horror movie. 
What time is it? What day? It comes out in March something. Oh, March is next month, huh? Yeah, it's February now. Yeah. All right, bye, everybody. Good luck on your journey. Stay gold, everybody. Au revoir. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.